Hey, welcome to the Project Church podcast. My name is Caleb Cole. I'm the lead pastor here at Project Church in downtown Sacramento. And we're so glad that you came to hear this word. We believe this is going to encourage you, build you up, and give you life. So get ready to receive a message from God. Uh, My name is Caleb. If you're new, I want to welcome you. Uh, My wife and I are the co-pastors here at Project Church, and I have the honor of sharing from God's Word with you today. Uh, Just read it, Luke chapter 2. That's where I'm going to be focused. Also going to share a few other scriptures with you. But we've been in a series called Unwrapping Christmas, where we've been unwrapping a different gift every week, looking at Luke chapter 2, verse 10, and the different gifts we see from Jesus coming. And so today, we're going to unwrap the gift of good news. Now, how many remember that one gift, that gift from your childhood that has stuck with you in your mind, your heart, your spirit for years? Do you have that one gift? Can you think of it right now? Raise your hand if you got that one gift. I mean, it just changed your life. For me, it was this. I think I was 11 years old. My brother was 10. Throw it up. Come on. It was the Sega Genesis. When I opened that gift, I ran around the church. No, I ran around my house like it was church. I was doing a a Jesus march. I was celebrating, and then me and Luke, my brother, we stayed up till 3 a.m. playing Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, The next month, we bought Mortal Kombat, and God was in that place as we murdered each other. Finish him. <laughs> My mom actually bought us the version that had no blood. <laughs> the, the no blood version, but then when we found the code, you entered in the code, the buttons that unlocked the blood, and then we had the blood again. Uh, this is a church about the blood. Come on. The blood of Jesus, that is. But man, I think about like the gifts, the nostalgic gifts, the gifts that changed my life, the gifts that impacted my childhood. And today I want to unwrap a powerful gift in this place. I believe that some of you today, you're going to leave this place and for the first time, you're going to receive this gift of good news in your life. I believe God wants to do something in our hearts today. Those of us that have been saved since we were kids and those of us that maybe are in church for the very first time. Now, what we see today in our culture, in our world is not much good news. Like, turn on the news. Open up your news app. How many of you know most of it is negative? Most of it is bad news. In fact, I researched this. I I went to Pew Research as well as Barna Group, and here's what they found. That 95% of media headlines today are sensationalist stories. 95%. That media reports with negative news or statistics catch 30% more attention. They found that 63% of kids aged 12 to 18 say watching the news makes them feel bad. What they found is that 90% of all news outlets, uh, articles, and stories are negative in nature. They said that one in 10 American adults check the news every hour. There was a city reporter uh, news station that tried something. It was a readership online group, and they tried something. They posted positive news articles every day for a year, and they lost 66% of their readership. 
26% of people are exposed to negative news who are exposed to negative news go on to develop anxiety issues that day. This is what we're experiencing. There's not a lot of good news out there for you. You open up your phones, you turn on the TV, you log on on your computers, and you're inundated with negative news. But today I came to declare there is good news and his name is Jesus. The good news is found in the person of Jesus. Some of you, this year has been a year of bad news. Bad news in relationships. Bad news in your finances. Bad news in your jobs, in your occupations. You've been experiencing a lot of bad news. Well, I just want to encourage you today that good news is here. Can I share some good news about Project Church, though? Is that all right? I want you to see what we did this month. This is just this month. This isn't in the entire year. This is this month. We threw three Christmas parties, one for a senior living home, um, one for Mercy Housing, and then one for Juvenile Hall. We threw them a Christmas party and served these people, loved them. Our volunteers went, we did that. Everybody say, we did that. Then... Mercy Housing, they have a bunch of kids. These are underprivileged kids, as well as Volunteers of America. They had some unhoused children. You all brought in 205 gifts that we gave to children and blessed them with this Christmas. Dropped them off the last couple weeks. Everybody say, we did that. We served the last eight week, or not eight weekends. We served the last uh, four weekends, two Two nights, Friday and Saturday night, every weekend at Theater of Lights, right down the street, where we handed out free hot chocolate, uh, free hot apple cider, and we invited people to church. We got to pray with people, minister to people on the street. It was incredible. Everybody say, we did that. And then finally, we already cut the checks. $25,000 we sent to Convoy of Hope this month, and $25,000 we sent to Project Rescue. Convoy of Hope is feeding over 500,000 children around the world every single day. And Project Rescue has rescued hundreds of women from sexual slavery, sexual trafficking, putting them in homes, rehabilitating them, giving them real trades and jobs and education. And we were able to seed into these ministries. Everybody say, Everybody say, we did that. Come on, give it up for some good news, Project Church. That's just that, that's just this month. Can I tell you, that's what's powerful about being a part of a church, that we are able to do more together than we are alone. We're a part of something greater than ourselves. There is good news happening. Just too many of us are focused on the bad news. And so for my church people, this, if you call Project Church your home, I'm going to talk to you for a moment. If you don't call Project Church your home, this isn't for you. You've given Already, that's how we were able to give that $50,000 away. Uh, but we're raising more for our South Sac campus to do some renovations here that we need to do. We're going to paint the whole outside. Also to do more for Sacramento projects in 2024. So continue to give to the miracle offering by the end of the year. Thank you for your generosity. We've already seen so much generosity release. And you can give on your way out um, or online like you typically do. So that was just a little... A housekeeping moment for us. If you're new, uh, that's not for you. We're glad you're here, though. So I want to talk to you today about the good news. You see, the good news is about Jesus. The good news is that Jesus came for everyone. I read it in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, didn't I? 
I read it, that this is good news of great joy for all the people. Not some people, not the righteous people, not the people that came uh, in, in Christmas sweaters today or the people that brought their Bibles today or those that wore a turtleneck today uh, with the chain. This is Amazon, by the way, $10. Come on, praise God. Some of y'all were judging me already. I wonder how much he paid for that chain. Come on. Y'all know I'm about that thrift store life, okay? Y'all know I'm about that Amazon life. The good news of frugality is in this place. But I want to share some good news about Jesus with you. The first is this. You see, Jesus came to rescue you. God sent his son on a rescue mission. This baby born in a manger. He wasn't born in high esteem. He wasn't born in a palace. He was born in a stable because there was no room in the inn. Luke chapter 2 tells us at the beginning of this section of scripture. There was no room, and so they wrapped him in swaddling clothes. These same swaddling clothes were what they used to tie up a lamb to prepare it for the sacrifice to cover the sins of the people in the Old Testament covenant. And they wrapped the baby Jesus in the same clothes. Why? Because he came on a rescue mission to rescue you. Maybe you're in this place, you're like, I don't need rescuing, Caleb. I got this. This is my thing. Can I tell you, maybe the reason is because you haven't seen Jesus for who he really is. Maybe it's because you think you can go about this life on your own, in your own strength, in your own power. And can I tell you, I've tried it. It doesn't work. I want to tell you, Jesus is God. And there are some misconceptions about who Jesus is. Oh, he's a great philosopher. He's a great teacher. Oh, he did do some healings and, and he stood up for the oppressed and the marginalized and he was about justice and he was gentle and loving. But I'm here to tell you, he was God. He was fully God and fully man. John 1 and 18 tells us this. No one has ever seen God. No one's ever seen God. None of us who've lived on this earth, we've never seen God. But the one and only son... Jesus, who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Why did Jesus come? He came to dispel the misconceptions about who God is. He came to dispel the misconceptions about the heart of God, about what God is to us as human beings. And I think there's a lot of misconceptions about the God of the universe and who he is and what he does. We see him as this far off being, ready to smite us when we mess up, ready to hit us with a lightning bolt when we sin. We see him as this disconnected being that put things in motion, but now stands back and watches and say, look at what they're doing to themselves. But that's not who God is. Jesus came to dispel the misconceptions about God, that he's close to us. He's near to the brokenhearted. He, he's close to the oppressed. He loves us on our worst day and on our best day. You all remember Bette Midler? Okay, the older people in the room are like, yes. The younger people are like, nope, never heard of her. Amazing singer, uh, songwriter, and uh, from, from decades back, she's still alive, but my, my wife, you know, she loves like soft rock, and so she plays me all these old school songs I never even heard, and uh, she, she played me a song the other day, and it got me thinking about God. You see, Bette Midler had a song called From a Distance. Y'all remember this song? Some of you are like, no. So it said, 
from a distance, blah, 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 blah. I don't know all the words, but then it, it went like this. God is watching us. God is watching us. God is watching us from a distance. Something like that. Y'all didn't know I had the vocals? Okay. No, just, that was actually kind of weak, but uh, I'm going to get it by the third service. I'm telling you. So this song, this idea was that God is watching us from a distance, this distant, far off God. But while this is a beautiful song, great song, I love the song. As my wife's playing, I'm like, ooh, I like this. It's a vibe. Can I tell you, it ain't true. He's not a far off, distant God. He's close to us. He's near to us. And he sent his son Jesus to show us just how near he wanted to be to us. And so what I think is the, the reason we, we don't think we need rescuing is because we think we can solve all our problems ourselves. Like, I got this. But how many of you are trapped in the expectations of others? How many are trapped living in the approval of your peers, living for the approval of your peers? How many are trapped in addictions? How many are trapped trying to change but unable to change the same cycles that you hate in your life? And I, I just wanted to tell you right now, you don't have the power to escape in and of yourselves. Jesus came to give you that power. Jesus came to rescue you from your chains. He came to set you free from your bondage, free from your sin. And so I want to tell you today, Jesus is God. He came to save you, to rescue you. News flash today. Good news flash. You ready? Good news flash. Jesus didn't die to judge you. He died to save you. This is the good news flash today in this house. There's not a God just waiting to judge you. There's a God that came and died to save you. And the message of Christmas is that, that God is love. And he sent his son on a rescue mission for you. Jesus is God's love. Jesus is God's personality. Jesus is God's heart. Jesus is God's hands. Jesus is God's empathy. Jesus is God's mercy. Mercy. Today, I want to tell you, Jesus is God in the flesh. And some of you need to receive this. You've pushed back on it. You've ran from it. But let him rescue you. Because we all need rescuing. The good news about Jesus, secondly, is that Jesus came to recover you. He came to recover you. What does that mean? It means he's fighting for you. This, this scripture I'd like to share with you right now is found in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. It says, for there is one God, everybody say one, and there is one mediator between God and men. Everybody say one. The man Christ Jesus gave himself as a ransom for all. He came to rescue you and he came to recover you. He's not a medium like this culture is focused on. This text tells us he's a mediator that goes between us and God and bridges the gap and brings us into right standing with the God of the universe. 
You know one of my favorite things, and, and, and there is good news in this place for some of you sports fans. Uh, the good news in this place is that the Kings are back, church. Come on. God is good. Playoffs last year, on pace for the playoffs this year. My goodness. The good news is the 49ers are the best team in the NFL. Come on. God is good. Whoa, 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 there's even good news for the Raiders fans in this place. Two weeks ago, you scored zero points. This last week, you scored 63 points. Come on, Raiders fans. There's good news for you today in this place too. But you know, I bring up football because I love football. But my favorite thing about football is fumbles. I know that sounds weird, but I think that the reason my favorite thing about football is fumbles is because I love when the ball is dropped, and it becomes a scrum for the ball. And they're all fighting for that ball. And you know crazy stuff happens in that pile. You ever see them like they all jump on it, and then they're in the pile, and they're fighting, they're punching, they're biting, they're pinching, and, and they're trying to rip the ball out of each other's hands, battling for it. And I love that recovery part of it. Like when you fumble it, you have to recover it, don't you? It's called a recovery. You've never seen anyone fight so hard as the person that fumbles the ball. And here's what I've seen. I think a lot of you have been fighting your whole lives for yourselves. And you've watched yourself fumble the ball, fumble the bag, some of you. You've fumbled so much in your life, and you're fighting tooth and nail, fighting for every scrap you can get, fighting to make your way forward, fighting to accomplish things. But I wanted to tell you, you have a Savior that fights for you. You don't have to fight alone any longer. You don't have to go about this life all by yourself. You don't have to scratch and claw, claw anymore, because there is a God in heaven that it fights for you. And somebody needs to receive it in this place that you would let Jesus recover you and you would stop fighting all by yourself. You see, I think that all of us long to recover parts of our lives that we've lost. It's why nostalgia is such a powerful thing. Like I love watching movies from the 80s. Even the 90s, you know, when I threw up Sega Genesis, it took you back. And there's this feeling of longing to recover parts of your life that you've lost. And I've seen this in my life. How much? But without Christ, I'm here to tell you, you can long to recover things, long to recover your strength, long to recover your confidence, long to recover your reputation, long to recover your innocence, long to recover so much. But without Jesus, you cannot recover anything. Only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can build you back to where you're meant to be. Only Jesus can give you the confidence that comes through him and him alone. And so I need somebody to receive this today in this place. That because of Jesus fighting for you, you have three things. Your past is forgiven. You have a purpose for living. And your home is in heaven. And I'm here to tell you, it's time to recover that part of you that you've lost. And so I need you to say it with me. Repeat it after me. Everybody say, my past is forgiven. Say, I have purpose for living. And say, my home is in heaven. You see, his love is long and wide and deep. 
And if the keys would come back, I'm going to close. The good news about Jesus is that Jesus came to reconnect you. You've been disconnected. And he came to reconnect you. You see, when I look out at this life, when I look out at this world, I look out at this culture, I even look out at a lot of Christians, I think we, we, we're so quick to go to this and we think this gives us connection. We're on all the social media platforms and we've got the TikToks and the Instagrams and the Snapchats and the, I don't know what else, the threads and the X, Twitter. I still call it Twitter, but it's X now. And we got all these things meant to connect us and yet we feel more disconnected than ever before. Some of you have a hard time coming into church because you walk in and you just feel disconnected. You see people worshiping and praising and shouting and, and, and rejoicing and you see joy in people's eyes and joy on their hearts and, and you just feel disconnected. I wanted to tell you today that Jesus came in the form of a child. That God sent his son in Jesus to reconcile you to himself, to reconnect you to himself. But we're trying to reconnect by, by grabbing as much as we can in this life. You know, I don't go to the grocery store much, but my wife, she does most of the grocery store shopping, but I have been to Costco. I go to the grocery store occasionally. But regardless of if I go or if Chrissy goes, something happens every single time. She gets home. And she calls me, says, I'm here. The bags are in the trunk. And I walk out to the car and I say to myself, one trip. Every, it doesn't matter how many things are in that trunk. It's one trip. I'm not coming back. One trip. So what do I do? I load the grocery bags. I've got them on my legs, maybe. The paper towels in between. And I'm walking in. One trip. My wife says, what are you doing? I said, one. I take one trip, woman. And I think this is just an image of so many of us in this life, we're clamoring, grabbing on, trying to hold on to so much. And our hands are full. Our arms are full. There's too much in our hands in this life. And some of you need to let go and grab hold of the Savior. You see, he's pursued you all this time, even to this very moment right here in this room. And some of you have felt disconnected for far too long. And I want to tell you, it's time to let go of the things of this world. Let go of the things that will pass away. Let go of the relationship that you thought would fulfill you. The job and the, the accomplishments that you thought would fill that hole and that void in your life. And grab hold of the only thing that matters. The only thing that will give you purpose. It's time to reconnect with the Savior, Jesus. You see, sin disconnected you, but Jesus came to reconnect you.
It's only Jesus. I think that many people think like, but Caleb, you don't, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. You don't know my life. Like if I come back to God, he's going he's gonna to scold me. He's going to discipline me. And I just want to tell you, God isn't mad at you. Somebody needs to hear this right now. God isn't mad at you. He's madly in love with you. And his love has pursued you to this very moment in this room. And he wanted you here on December 17th of 2023 so that you would finally reconnect with him who knows how many hairs are on your head, who knit you together in your mother's womb, who looks down at you and says, that right there is my son. She is my daughter. You know, my, my mind goes to being a child. I, I was 12, 13 years old, and my grandfather asked me to go golfing with him. I wasn't a golfer growing up, but um, he, he said, if you come, you can drive the cart. I was like, what? Yes, I'm there. So I went golfing with my grandfather. I didn't play. I didn't even have clubs, but he let me drive the cart. Well, near the end of the round, he said, Caleb, jump on the back. So I jumped on the back of the golf cart and I was standing in between the golf clubs holding on to the top of the cart. And he's going down the path full speed and I started playing the game. I would let go and then grab on. I would let go and I would grab on. I was having a great time. Some of you know where this is going. I was having a great time until I let go and went to grab on and missed. And I fell backwards off of this golf cart and bounced and rolled and slid down the cement golf path. And my grandfather never stopped, just <laughs> gone. He drives all the way to his ball and gets out of his cart and I'm limping down the fairway a hundred yards back and he's like, what happened? And while this is funny, I think this is an image of some of us in this room. This is an image of us and God in this life. We've been, we've been playing games with God. We've been in and out. We're grabbing hold and we're letting go. We're trying to do it in our strength. And then, oh, wait, I need help. And some of you have been beat up, bruised, battered, bloodied by this life. And today, I just want to tell you, grab hold of the Savior, Jesus. Because when you grab hold of him, everything changes. He's been waiting for you. He's been pursuing you. And I believe today is the day. I got good news. I came with good news. The message of Christmas is Jesus loves you. He came to dispel the misconceptions about God. He came to enable you to have real relationship with him. You've been disconnected, but today he says, my son, my daughter, reconnect with me and you will have life and life to the fullest. That's the good news. The baby Jesus came and lived the perfect life and died the death that you and I should have died and took our place to reconnect us with his father so that you can be saved. Would you bow your heads with me across this room? You're here, you say, Caleb, that's me. 
I've been disconnected with God. I tried to do it in my strength, my way. I messed around with the things of this world. I've been playing games with God, but today I'm done. I've been bloodied, battered, beat up, bruised. But today you're ready to come back in a right relationship with Jesus. You're ready to allow him to reconnect with you. You're ready to, to embrace him as your savior, your Lord, to ask for the forgiveness of your sins. Today, you've maybe never given your life to Jesus or you've been running from him for far too long, but you want to right now reconnect with the God of the universe, the Savior, Jesus, come. The good news is that you can do it right now. And so if that's you, I want you to lift your hand in this place. One, two, three, go. Throw it up if that's you. Yes. Hands going up all around the room. Hands going up all around the room. Come on, church. Give God some praise for all these hands that have gone up in this room. He's reconnecting them. So with heads bowed, eyes closed, would you pray this with me? Everybody repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, today I receive the good news of great joy that's for me. I confess my sin. I confess my need for a Savior. Forgive me. Wash me clean. Make me new. Be my Lord. Be my God. And be my Savior. I'm ready to live this life for you and you alone. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's give God one more shout of praise in this Hey, place. thanks so much for tuning in to the Project Church podcast. We pray and hope that this message encouraged you, built you up, and gave you life. We want to ask that you would invest right now in what God is doing here in downtown Sacramento. We've just recently moved in to our all-new building in the waterfront, Old Sacramento District. We want to ask you, if you'd like to give, you can go to projectchurch.com forward slash give to invest. Let's see all that God can do through us.